Health impacts have been added as another potential objection to nuclear power plants, with Australian anti-nuclear advocate and Dr. Helen Mary Caldicott calling such facilities cancer factories. Nuclear power plants using uranium produce over 200 radioactive elements, some which last seconds and some which last millions of years, she said. Ms. Caldicott, who has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, added that radioactive waste, which needs to be isolated from the ecosphere for a million years, will also come up as an issue. In this B-Side episode, Ms. Calicut shares with Business World reporter Alyssa Nicole Ongtan the repercussions of adding nuclear power into the Philippines' energy mix. To start with the questions, in mid-December, for the first time ever, U.S. scientists successfully produced a nuclear fusion reaction resulting in a net energy gain. Can you tell us more about the specifics of this discovery? Yes, it was done under the aegis of the Stockpile Stewardship Program, doing research on nuclear weapons. It wasn't about energy at all. It was about doing research on nuclear weapons at the Los Alamos labs where Edward Teller worked. It took place in a huge huge, huge building. It used an enormous amount of energy to fuse one atom of tritium and one atom of deuterium together to produce the energy that is produced inside the sun. It was only a tiny bit of energy compared to the amount of energy that was put in to produce it. It produced a huge flux of neutrons, which made all the surrounding equipment very radioactive. So it would have to be designated as radioactive waste and taken somewhere and stored safely. And it produced a huge flux of tritium. Now, tritium is a very carcinogenic isotope, H3. And so it combines with oxygen to form tritiated water, H3O. It actually penetrates through the skin. The skin lets nothing through, but it lets tritium in. It gets into the body. It's highly mutagenic, highly carcinogenic, dangerous to fetuses, produces cancer. And and so this experiment, although it was successful in the eyes of the physicists who've been trying forever to do it, led to no increase in energy, and it was all part of an experiment a nuclear weapon experiment. Although it was a discovery, at the end of the day, it would would you say that it's more for like nuclear weapons rather Absolutely. than Absolutely, and it will never be used to create energy. In fact, you know, we've got a nuclear reactor in the sky called the sun. So we don't need these god-awful experiments that the physicists like to do related to nuclear weapons. Very, very dangerous. And they should be concentrating their money, time and effort in covering the world with windmills, with solar panels, and using wave energy as well in the sea. It's all here. It's very cheap, and that's what we should be doing. The thing about that is, so these are experiments for, I guess, advancements in the nuclear power side, right? And you'd prefer renewable energy. But how would you describe then the current nuclear energy that we have? Because I know it also makes use of heated water, right, with fission. Yes, nuclear power plants are cancer factories. I'm speaking now as a physician, a doctor, practicing global preventive medicine. Nuclear power plants, when fissioning uranium, produce over 200 radioactive elements, some which last seconds and some which last millions of years. The longer-lived radioactive elements like cesium, plutonium, that last for half a million years, 
strontium-90 that lasts for 200 years, tritium, which lasts for quite a while, and many, many others. That's radioactive waste. And it has to be isolated from the ecosphere, from the environment, for one million years, according to the Environmental Protection Agency in America. That's a physical impossibility. Um, And as we put it in the earth, the containers that hold the radioactive elements will rust, break, and the radiation and elements will leak into the water supply. And what they do is when they get into the water supply, they bioconcentrate in the food chain by orders of magnitude. Let me just take the example of Fukushima, where they want to empty one million tonnes of highly radioactive water into the Pacific. So the water goes into the Pacific. So the algae suck up the elements by orders of magnitude, tens to hundreds of times, and the crustaceans eat the algae. So it goes. Then the little fish eat the crustaceans and the big fish eat the little fish. And then they end up, we end up eating the big fish. And these elements are very highly concentrated in the fish around Fukushima. You can't taste or smell any radioactive elements while you're eating. They're invisible to the senses. When you eat food containing cesium, for instance, 137 with a half-life of 30 years, You multiply a half-life by 10 or 20 to get its total life, so it's hundreds of years. The body thinks that cesium is potassium. All cells are high in the level of potassium, but in particularly muscle cells. So the cesium goes to the muscle, deposits just next to a muscle cell. Now, in every cell, there's a gene that controls the rate of cell division called the regulatory gene. If radiation from cesium, be it a little electron, which is beta radiation, or gamma radiation like X-rays emitted from the cesium continuously, mutates or changes that regulatory gene, the cell will sit quietly, dormant, for any time from five to 60 years, according to the Hiroshima data. And then one day, the cell starts dividing in an unregulated fashion, producing millions and trillions of cells, which penetrate lymph vessels, bloodstreams, and go. one cell will go to the brain and grow into secondary cancer, into the lung. And that's how a patient with cancer dies, because they become infiltrated with secondary cancers all over their body. So it only takes one beta particle or an electron or gamma radiation to kill you. Now, when the cancer arises, it doesn't denote its source of what caused it. But we do know that these elements are highly carcinogenic. What's more, these elements like tritium in particular, but cesium and the like, get into the testicles and ovaries where the genes reside for future generations mutating genes. So what we're doing by filling up the environment with radioactive elements, which can't taste, smell or see, will produce over time frame, random compulsory genetic engineering for the rest of time, destroying the positive process of evolution. That's nuclear power. And it will create epidemics of cancer, leukemia for the rest of time in humans, animals and plants. And also it will create deformed babies. I'll show you a picture from Chernobyl. Chernobyl melted down and uh, there are homes full of very, very deformed babies around Chernobyl because the radiation got into the developing fetus and damaged it, producing very, very bad deformities in these children. It's estimated that over a million people now have died as a result of Chernobyl. This study was done by the New York Academy of Sciences, collected 5,000 
medical papers published in the literature from all over Europe. That's nuclear power. And we had that dreadful catastrophic explosion explosion of Fukushima. The Japanese government is only testing patients who are the, under the age of 18 at the time of the accident for thyroid cancer. And many of those children, now adults, have developed thyroid cancer, which has metastasized to other lymph glands and around and they're dying because radioactive iodine was released during the accident and iodine goes to the thyroid gland. The Japanese government is not looking at any other cancers. All cancers are caused by radiation as we know from Chernobyl and from Hiroshima, but they're only looking at thyroid cancer. Um, and they have threatened doctors who talk to their patients about the possibility that their cancer may be, may be related to Fukushima. They cut off the doctor's pay and benefits if the doctors do that. So there's a huge, monstrous, wicked cover-up of the Fukushima medical abnormalities from the Japanese government. Knowing all of this, because I can see that there's a lot of really negative side effects from having nuclear energy sort of prevail or like spread here in our globe, right? But yeah. um, how would you describe where we are right now as a people, knowing that around 10% of the world's electricity is generated from nuclear energy? Okay, all the nuclear reactors should be closed down now. Many of them are on earthquake faults like Diablo Canyon in California. If that melted down, you know, much of the many of the people in California would die. My intuition at the moment is that there's going to be another meltdown soon. Now, it's lucky that there were no reactors, I think, in the area in Turkey where there was that earthquake. But I did go to Turkey years ago to speak to people about the medical dangers of nuclear power but I didn't have any impact and they started building nuclear reactors, cancer factories. But things are very grim around the world. You know there are 15 nuclear power plants in the Ukraine. One of them is Chernobyl, but there, at Zaporizhia there are six nuclear reactors and the cooling pools which store the, the radioactive spent fuel rods each contain as much radiation 10 times the amount of radiation that was released at Chernobyl. So there are six fuel cooling pools. So you multiply six by 10, get 600 Chernobyls right there. And in each reactor is as much as one Chernobyl. So we're talking about 606 Chernobyl amount of radiation at those Zaporizhzhia reactors. The Russians are storing their weapons in the buildings at Zaporizhzhia. There's a terrible risk that the electricity could cut, be cut off, thus the cooling water in each reactor needs a million gallons a minute to keep it cool, could be cut off like at Fukushima, and then they could melt down or explode. Um, and what happens if a missile hits the reactors? I mean, we're dealing with something extraordinarily dangerous, and that will be the end of Europe. It'll be so radioactive, no one will be able to live in there anymore. If the Second World War was fought today in Europe, Europe would be uninhabitable for the rest of time because it's covered with, with nuclear reactors. Actually, it's sort of similar here in Asia where uh, there's also a growing number of countries 
considering already building nuclear power, especially because of the global phenomenon where there's a huge fear of energy security dying down, right? And so because of that, actually, just to slide in also, Philippines is one of the countries that has already considered to add nuclear power into its energy mix. And now they're thinking of restoring the Bataan nuclear power plant, which was established around four decades ago. And so what do you think about that? Because our president is really for this. Yeah, well, he's wrong. I speak now as a a world expert in this area, particularly relating to the medical dangers, but also the dangers from a, a physical perspective. You are based by sun. You're in one of the hottest countries in the world, for God's sake. So why don't you cover all your buildings with solar panels uh, and make solar farms so that huge areas of the country are covered with solar panels and underneath the sheep and cattle can graze on the grass underneath the solar panels? You should have windmills everywhere. The people who like nuclear power men, they like the power of E equals MC squared. Huge amount of energy released by splitting the atom. I don't think Marcos understands any of this. Your president needs education. Actually, an argument also, just to slide in, um, about renewable energy, right? Because you were pitching that it would be good for the Philippines. And I think a lot of foreign countries have told us the same, that uh, there's the Philippines is such a good place to build Absolutely. renewable energy everywhere. Yes. So, however, the issue is that um, they're saying, the experts are saying that there are limitations when it comes to renewable energies. Because, for example, let's say we build one solar energy. And so it's not always um fully sunny. Let's say it's the yeah. rainy season, then it becomes... But guess difficult. what? Mm. Guess what? There are batteries. And so you can store the solar energy in batteries and the batteries are becoming more and more sophisticated now. So when the sun doesn't shine, you've got batteries supplying the electricity. When the wind doesn't blow, you've got batteries. It's happening in Australia. I mean, we're the same as you, where the sun shines all the time, the wind blows all the time, and more and more people moving to renewable energy and not not nuclear so it's it's a furphy it's a lie okay so how about on making this more of a reality or how can the philippines incorporate more renewable energy uh sources knowing that we're sort of limited in terms of like fiscal space what would you suggest china's making solar panels and they're very very cheap the philippines can start making solar panels they're very cheap You can make money and start exporting them. There's no problem with this at all. It's very cheap. That's a a lie that it's expensive. So I just wanted to ask, since you also really think negatively about starting up the Bataan nuclear power plant, which again has been on standstill, what would you say just to so that we can sort of understand it more? Are the consequences if we open this up again? And again, this was built in 1984, and it's now only now in 2023 that they're thinking of okay. Let's start it up. Well, it's never been operated and it's very old now in terms of technicalities. I would be very hesitant to open it up, but I would have to know everything about it from the structural capacity, the physics. Are there any fuel rods there? I mean, you'd have to get the people who designed it to come in and go over it with a fine-tooth comb to make sure it would be operable. But anyway, you don't want a nuclear reactor because do you know that studies have shown that children under the age of five living within 5K 
of nuclear power plants have double the incidence of leukemia. Those studies were done in France, Germany, and England. Every year they remove the very radioactive spent fuel rods. If you stand next to one of them for a couple of seconds, you'll get such a dose of radiation, like x-rays, you'll die with acute radiation illness. And when they recharge the reactor and take out the spent fuel rods, there's always a huge release of radioactive elements into the air and water. Uh, the water that is used to cool the reactors goes back into the lake or the river or the sea, relatively radioactive, and as a I've told you it reconcentrates back in the food chain. You don't want to increase the, the incidence of cancer in your country. You know, do you know how hard we work as doctors to try and save a patient with cancer? Do you know how devastating it is for the patient themselves, let alone their family? I've spent my life trying to save lives of patients who are very sick. We're talking about life and death now and how sacred life is. And nuclear power plants are antithetical to the sanctity of life. Actually, for similar reasons, like while I was doing my research on the Bataan nuclear power plant, the people living in Bataan themselves are heavily against um, opening this nuclear power plant all over again. And But then, as said, the people in our government are the ones who pitch the yes or the no's. And they... Yeah, because they're being pressured and lobbied by the nuclear power industry, which is really wicked. They're wicked. What can you share when it comes to what excuses or what points do they have when it comes to your debates? What well, do they, you don't. they don't. They don't. They don't. They're just inured, wedded to all things nuclear without understanding any medicine, biology, physiology, carcinogenesis. They don't know anything. And when I debate with them, they don't know anything. So it's all about education. What would you advise us as people, as human beings, can do to cure this? I mean, nuclear power plants are still here, but is there a way to combat this? Like, how do we take away or save the Earth from these side effects? Well, you can't. I mean, once you have a reactor and you've produced all that radioactive waste, that's it, period. No one knows where to store it. In America, they don't know where to store it. And they've even got a bill in Congress called the Waste Confidence Bill, that they have confidence that over the years, I work out how to store radioactive way safely. I mean, these guys are nuts. So what happens to these trash, for example, right? Because you said there is no solution for them. Look, we've only been around for hundreds of thousands of years. We're talking about a million years. I mean, we've created a problem that is impossible to solve and we keep creating it. A lot of it's about money and profit and invested interests. As we put radioactive waste in the earth, the containers that hold radioactive elements will rust and break. With that, the radiation and elements will leak into the water supply, she said, thereby affecting the food chain. It only takes one beta particle, an electron, or gamma radiation to kill you, she added. And that was Ms. Caldicott, founder of Physicians for Social Responsibility and Women's Action for Nuclear Disarmament. Thank you again for sharing your insights with Business World. <laughs>